All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Whack Attack. Today, our guest is Scott McKinney. And you like, what are you drinking today, Scott? Uh, a little bit of bourbon. Uh, Bum gave it to me on the street. Just kidding. It's whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the color of urine. Yeah. And it, for those of you that might be asking, this is uh, producer Scott. Yes, sir. Yes, this is producer Scott behind the desk. Right now, we have producer Alex behind the desk. Alex. What's up, guys? Yeah, see, that's a much be- more beautiful voice than Scott's. That's why we put Scott's beautiful face over here. <laughs> hey, 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 what are you saying about and my face? And you're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say you have a face for radio, but I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry about that. Scott, it is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, sir. Uh, you are arguably uh, one of the funniest people I know. Uh, where has... Arguably? There ain't even a question. Okay. Where has a lot of your um, comedic acts and uh, sort of routines and mannerisms came from in your life? Like, how did those develop? Um, first off, started, started you know, life uh, the opposite of you guys. Um, you guys came out at the same time, right? I came out uh, uh, stillborn, so super dead, alone, right? So that's a little bit of a harsh reality. So it is interesting Wait, is that uh, supposed to be a joke? Like you came out stillborn, or they resuscitate you, or what? Yeah, it took a couple minutes. Like my mom started crying. Oh Jesus! Yeah, um, let's get super heavy, super fast. That's <laughs> um, well, just because you guys just had kids, I count yours as just yeah. had a kid. Yeah. Um, when kids come out, clunky talk. When babies come out, uh, it's really stressful. They defecate. Um, so I I drowned on my own sh- it. Right. Uh, and then I had the umbilical cord wrapped three times around my neck or something like that. Um, so, yeah, 1992 is a doozy for me. Um, that was a shitty situation. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and yeah, so the lady that resuscitated me, uh, her last name is Taylor. So now I got named after her. So I'm Scott Taylor McKinney for all you guys who want to hunt me down. And then, um, so that middle name has now been yeah. passed on to other circles. Yes, it's now passed on to my Allen's. S- my son, um, my daughter, Brooklyn daughter. Taylor. Anyways, so yeah, that shitty situation is now uh, has a trilogy of four people, whatever of that name. It's a trilogy. It's the yeah. three of you guys. So um, yeah, that started out. That's that's how it came out. Came out hot. Um, actually, ice cold. And then um, <laughs> re- really religious, really religious upbringing. Um, Mormons. So if you guys have seen or had any neighbors, they were uber friendly and uh, almost picture perfect you know, keeping up with the Joneses type of vibe. Um, that was the household that I was in. Uh, a little backstory on that, though. My dad's one of eight. My mom's one of six. Mormon on my mom's side, six generations. On my dad's side, like, seven generations back to 1832 where, the, like, the conception of the church actually happened. Uh, Joseph Smith found the, the plates and uh, wherever he found them, I forgot. Um, anyways, so big emphasis in religion and so i think all that like control and power just sort of burnt my biscuits if you will and just made me want to rebel and uh when i was born after i was resuscitated and started living a normal life fast forward to age four um backtrack thank you bourbon my sisters were 12 and 14 when i was born so by the time of age four is what i meant to say uh they already had gone so then i think i had this issue yeah I, I had three moms, um, pretty much. And so by the time I was four, they were already gone. And, like, not to try to throw a p- pity party or anything, but I never really got an expl- like 
like I knew why they were gone, but I never, even to this day, is sort of just like, you know. Um, so then I got really clingy. Like I was my mom's shadow, I guess. You know, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. Like you need to do laundry. What I was trying to tell her is like, I'm about to poop myself, and I can't be alone. So like, I need you to be this close. I had to keep the door open. And so it's like, um, these are all things that I'm processing now. That it's like I sort of was an only child. I went from three adults, tons of attention, playing catch nonstop. All the, I remember. Um, my sister's friends coming over and I just was like sort of flirty and like I took it for granted whereas like <laughs> I was shy you know I'm yeah. like but in reality I'm like oh they're beautiful you know this is awesome anyways then it's just crickets and it's just me and two parents that had me when they were like 40 so um and from bigger families so I just think that that type of um you know situation and being heavy in the religious scene it was just um I felt like it was just a combination for me to you know, like I said, rebel. And the way I what rebelled think, was sort of, you know, thinking outside the box. What do you think was the most impactful for you? Was it the religion or was it the, you know, having three moms and then, you know, only having one mom type deal? Definitely a combination of the both or uh, of the three. But I've said this to you guys before off camera, but my dad's parenting style, um, and, and I and everything's bigger than me. Everything's bigger than the situation. I'm not trying to like, aha. It's more of I think being one of eight, macaronis and hot dogs. Last one to the plate. You didn't eat. Right. You know, um, mixed with just baby boomer generation, mixed with religion that is just we're so in our own echo chamber. Nowadays it's online, but back it's then it's a toxic it was just, cocktail. It yeah. could be, but it's really successful for most people. So I'm not trying to like throw a pity party or say da 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 da. But it. Just didn't work out for me. It was it was rough to say the least. So um, I planned on not being in the religion at a very young age. It sort of reminded me of vegetables, where it's like I I saw where my parents would let me have a crappy diet: egos, popcorn, Nutella. That was the hack. Um, and I just thought that I could sort of push religion away from my diet, just like I did vegetables. And um, how'd that work out? <laughs> Not so good. Not so good. Is that because religion doesn't have any fiber when you go to the bathroom? It's a little runny. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a great correlation, I guess. So I, don't, I, I haven't thought of that one. I mean, we know you. Okay. I feel Do like you? contextually, let's set a little bit of context here for yeah. people around. Help me, dude. So you're, you were born and raised in a house that was very Mormon. Correct. Okay. And- there's a point in your life where you realized the way your household was operating that you were in, because you're you were not an adult, mm -hmm. was different than the way you wanted to be. Correct. And I was raised with all adults, so I was thinking as an adult. I didn't really have a childhood, and I'm not over here with the violin, but I'm just saying that I was just having mature thoughts. Yes. You know, and then the and then they were gone. The the I'm saying some of the adults, half the population in my household disappeared, yeah. um, and they were my kin. It was just my siblings. So then it's just me and my parents. And it's like um, similar to other friends we have where it's just like if you're like an only child and your parents are a little bit older, it's a bit eerie where you're just like there's this big gap, hard to relate. And also like it's almost like you see you in like your final forms where you're just like, holy cow, man, if I don't believe in this religion, this is a very mortal and final life that is like a blink, a flash, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so if I found it. A little corny when everyone's like singing yellow and whatever by the time I'm a teenager because I'm like 
you guys are tardy the party, baby. I've been freaking out. Like, you know, this isn't really a celebration. Like, I'm freaking out. I could have lived forever with my family and Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, but I, I stuck to my guns, you know. I'm a stubborn. And you know what? It's like I, I sort of chose that path. It's like either I'm going to legit be Mormon. I'm going to kick ass and, and be a bishop and be a great uh, missionary. And I'm going to baptize X amount of numbers, just like the recruiting game. It's going to be like I went to Brazil, learned Portuguese, from 18 to 20, baptize this many people, and they all have a family, and then there's this huge trickle down. There's this huge, um, you know, like tree, if you will, of people that converted because of me, right? That's the success story, and it's all planned out. God has a plan. I chose no plan. You your chose, plan. You cho- hold on. You chose your plan. That's but I didn't have a plan. I was eight. I was seven, yeah. planning my great escape. That fries your circuit board. Yeah, you don't get there's the no, opportunity there's no, to be a kid. There's no programming. There is no, like, that. it's not proper. You can't be weighing those type of decisions. Not at that that age. But I think that what you're saying is you just knew what was in front of you in your mind and in your head and the way you want to live. It wasn't right. Yeah, it didn't feel right. And I just wanted to be real. I'm not Tom Cruise. I'm not a good actor. It's either I'm going to be a legit Mormon. I cannot fake it. So I contemplated faking it until my parents died, and then I could just, like, be myself. But, like, that didn't really work too well. You know what I mean? And so it's like I wasn't Mormon enough for the Mormons, wasn't normal enough for the normals, uh, for the Normans. And then um, <laughs> and and so it was just this shit limbo. Um, am I allowed to cuss in this church? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, is this this? And it's not a church, by the way. Yeah. And then... Um, so holy fuck. Yeah, I I just was in this limbo state where I just never felt belonging, and I think that's what I was trying to say at the very beginning is that like it's it's cool having this conversation with you guys because like you guys have never been alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> true. No. And I've only always been alone. Been alone. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and so that's where I was just like, man, I'm not holier than thou, and in that group paying tithing ten percent, and then I'm not, uh, you know doing kinky stuff with girls and sharpies under the desk like i remember seeing kids in eighth grade and just like whoa you know what i mean that's not what that's not kosher yeah that's not proper and (laughs) that's also not a path but at the same time i realized that my experience was as long as i could learn storytelling i could like be the Christopher Columbus or whatever, you know what I mean? I'd be the person taking these adventures and then like explaining it to the other side. So I'd had Mormon kids like, what's a vagina like, you know? (laughs) And then, so I'm like, I was in the reality to your point. It's like, I had self-awareness at a young age and also situational awareness. So I had awareness that I'm like, Oh, I'm going to say this now. And the way I package this is actually just going to be a story for one day when I'm on a podcast. I didn't have that exact thought, but I knew is like, this is the Truman Show. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm being watched. There's a bounty on my head because everywhere I go, if I go smoke weed, if I go hook up with a chick, if I go drink alcohol, if I go teepeeing, and some minivan rolls by with 74, just kidding, like seven to four Jensen's in it, <laughs> they all they all are going to just tell my parents. So it's pretty much that network of like being canceled, right? Like cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. all I know. It's, hey, okay. So or this Home is, Alone, Macaulay Culkin, dude. Th- I've is, just been on my own freaking out. You dude. Did, I yeah. agree with you. I, I, as an experience I had as a kid, okay, this girl was into me in high school at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And my older brother was doing oh. what my older brother did. And he, he throws parties when my parents were gone. Mm-hmm. I know the story. And so Hopefully. I'm getting ready to go to bed because I'm a square and I don't party with my older brother. 
and the doorbell rings. So I go answer, and I'm like, who the hell's at the house? And Police. No, it is the girl who was kind of dating at the time who was Mormon. She decided she was going to break out of her house, mm. right? Hop out of her, her, her window in a second story. Temptation got right? her. And then, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, the Morty's house. And then go down the roof and then climb down the lattice and then walk three miles to our house. Yes. And I was like, uh, okay. And this is my first experience with that's a pil- and that's kids, the pilgrimage. Kids, this is before iPhones. So yeah. she had Google Maps printed out yeah. a piece of. Pa- I'm sorry, she Map had Quest. Yes. MapQuest printed yeah. out a piece of paper, and she was like trying to find Alan's house. Yes. Yeah, and so <laughs> we're but dating my, ourselves. But my yes. point is, and then I didn't like. Okay, I'm like okay, this is cool. Like whatever, we'll do this. We'll hang out. And then she goes, "Hey, I gotta go home." I'm like, "Okay, no problem." She goes, "Yeah, I gotta sneak back in my house." Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, I'm, I remember I said I'm square, yeah. right? And then I remember it doesn't end up going well, her and I seeing each other, whatever. It's normal high school stuff. But then all of the other Mormon kids at school started looking at me a different way. And what I realized at the time, that, that I didn't realize at the time was they're all interconnected. Yeah. And then parents of friends of mine mm-hmm. suddenly knew that I was a bad influence on this person. I was like, are you kidding me? She snuck out and came over to our house uninvited, right, to come over and hang out. And I'm like, and she's going to blame her bad behavior on me? Like, I'm taking her away from, you know, the Book Book of Mormon? Let me me jack this because I got to take this right now. When you are eight years old, you get baptized. You're you're given the gift or receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which lets you know it's like a... A stamp of approval or, or a you know, a rite of passage where you now know right from wrong. So your daughter, your daughter, my son, eight years old. My son's seven. It's crazy to say, but once you're once you're eight, all right, you know right from wrong. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, no fucking up now, right? And they're like, uh huh. Not to, and I'm gonna keep saying this, but not to you know make it super heavy or anything. But I think it's pretty crazy. To have an eight-year-old sign up for a membership that's forever. Yeah, right? it is. It is right because I can go to the gym right now. I mean, kids like, at you eighteen, be 18. can't even figure out how to get student loans properly, oh, I, or I if they should get them. I can't see porn or go. We can now because the internet. But back when I grew up, right? You have to say you're ago, eighteen. I used to put I used to put magnet earrings on, go to the local liquor store, try to look and act older than I was. I don't even know what I was doing. And just to sneak into that veiled room and see a couple tots, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and it's like, and yet I can be eight years old and sign sign up for not only this life but for eternity afterwards. Oh, and what's the cancellation date? Oh no, you you need like a you, your record. Your records are blood. stuck. Yeah, yeah, you're you're like stuck, you know. So I low key felt like Harry Potter under the staircase, <laughs> um, where it was just. Everyone's sort of like, eh, like That's if you're not, not going to, offense, it, you no, it is. I, I wanted him to laugh. <laughs> I thought about the, the other night. I'm like, I'm going to just yeah. say I'm Harry Potter. Um, and the Macaulay Culkin home alone. Those things. Cause I'm just like, these are all things that people can relate. And if all I've done is felt like the outsider, all I can try to do is like trying to communicate my trippy thoughts and experiences. I could have a podcast for the next 50 years trying to explain the pain or the ideas or the feelings that I've had. But it's like, um, you can't really get through it if you just stay in it, trying to communicate it. You know what I mean? You knew you wanted out. I do. And so you recognize, (laughs) this is regardless of, (laughs) regardless of religion, right? If you recognize that something is not for you, stop, stop immediately and find a way out. Yeah. You're being a preacher now. I want out of here, JK. But my Uh, point is, is that 
You're right, but most people can't do that, right? Most people can't and do that. I, I, Talk to us how you, you know, did. How did you do it? I died, dude, multiple times. So, like, through through my issues of going through this, like, you lose hope, you lose faith, you lose friends, you lose everything. So I, I've told Alan about Alan, it before. Alan, up. You might need some. It's out there. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just um, you can't – there's nothing you can do, Curtis. Like, it's – it's uh, uncharted waters, you know? And so I sort of feel like I mapped, I feel like I mapped uh, the sort of the road to hell and back, you know? So that's where it's like, yeah. good thing I learned about um, communicating and being funny because uh, it's it's um, it's so heavy that you got to make light of it. You know what I mean? And no one wants to just be like, so- I, was, I was so sad. I cried a lot and... I feel like no one likes me. It's like I got to like I watched Jim Carrey growing up, Jackie Chan, uh, you know, Rush Hour on replay, like all these things. <laughs> Greatest movie. He, he's Greatest drinking movie. alcohol. I wish we got that on camera. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm just saying that it's it's when you're in a Mormon household and you can't watch rated R movies. We did have my family's funny. We did have some funny stuff. So that had to contribute to your very first point of like just shooting me off as like I want to be a comedian. It's it's, uh, you know, if I can get paid for my pain, we fucking rich. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of your your uh, yeah, funny the, bone comes from, right? Because yeah. it's your coping mechanism. Great. I would imagine that, like Curtis said, you had to develop that as a coping mechanism to yeah. deal with the unfortunate rigors of the LDS church. Yeah, and you know, I think it's also good to say that there's um, a lot of folks that, you know, that process and that platform and that format works out really well for Most, them. most, most. It's the sickest cult going. It's the best one going. But I feel like I could start one myself. You know what I mean? Uh, it, yeah, it's just not for everyone. And if you don't fit in, uh, the fact that the whole emphasis is on family, but then if you don't conform, then your family sort of implodes or explodes. It's so that's where, that's where, yeah, that's where I was like, I, I, yeah, I hear the gossip talk. Oh, Alan doesn't go to church anymore. So the whole rest of the people in the church, when they go over to the Mortys, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're putting on this facade where they're connecting, but they're also just trying to gather data to like relay the water cooler talk to the rest of the church because they're all accountability buddies to each other. But it's almost in this competition of righteousness. And so me as a little kid, and I'm not trying to sound like Gandhi, but I was like, how can there be competition with like my relationship with God or like going to heaven. There, there should be no, no competition, right? No. If it's really right. Correct. And so that's where I just sort of this saw this hierarchy and it is like, oh, they would tell us stuff like, oh yeah, you, you know, when I say they just be teachers that I would have because church was three hours long. Um, you, you know, the, the better you do on your mission, the prettier your wife's going to be, you know, what? this stuff like that, you know, this basic stuff because it's just like a bunch of pubescent kids that have right. never had a bunch of 40 year old virgins technically. Um, anyways. And, and, um, so it's just at, at times just very transparent to me, but I was just having heavy thoughts from a, from a small age. So I was just like planning my great escape. When right. I got baptized, I literally have the picture and I had a shit eaten grin. Like, you know, like I was getting forced to go on a ride that I wasn't tall enough on. I'm just like, yeah. fucked. I might fly the fuck out. <laughs> you better yeah. strap in, hold on, and Space figure out how I get Thunder Mountain, whatever fucking mountain ride this is. Like, I don't want this. Like, let me choose. Yeah. But, but then I'd be in my own head. Like, am I, it, it, like, fuck me? Why? Like, it, no, no one else is having a problem with it. Everyone else is just fucking doing it. There's a plan. 
You're going to do this. You're going to go to this college. And even the fuck ups that are Mormon, sorry, but like they still do good. Like they're still all right. They're, they're you know, they're not necessarily super fat or, or covered with tattoos or whatever so else in that perception. You, you knew this shit wasn't for you. Correct. Dude, how, okay. Yeah, by the time you're like age, what, eight? Yeah. Dude, you're living in your parents' house for the next 10 years. How'd you get through that? I ran away when I was uh, like 15. Um, a kid in my gym class who, sorry, I was 16 because I could drive. He was 14 and uh, he was Chinese. He still is Chinese. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they speak Chinese and I don't. And we had gym class together and I would just sort of explain my story and some people would scoot farther away from me and some people would scoot closer. Cause sort of like, this guy's a fucking cockroach, you can't kill him. Or, dude, this guy's got the worst fucking luck ever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, look over there and pew, you know? And I'm just like befriending people that maybe sell drugs or people that do drugs or people that are like hot girls or like I just was, I didn't have a click. I didn't You'd fit in anywhere. So therefore I was friends with everyone. Yeah. And so when I'm in sixth grade, um, I'm jumping all over about what you asked, but when I was in sixth grade, there's, I was new. We moved around so much that like the eighth graders all liked me. And next thing you know, all the kids in my grade are like, oh yeah, Scott, like you've been here since third grade, right? And like one side of me, I was really good at lying because like I didn't like my real life. So my altered reality was just, I just fucking lie about everything. Like what the fuck matters? Like I have the heaviest of situations at home. I can fucking lie to you about anything. Yeah, I've been here since third grade. Miss Jensen? Oh yeah, she was a dick right yeah her ass was so big it knocked over the chairs yeah yeah i don't know even fucking know what they're talking about <laughs> i just don't want extra shit that like i got enough Ouch. you know so we're it not just, laughing at you we're just laughing at no, the scenario this you described. is this is the point yeah. um anyway so yeah <laughs> the fact i didn't fit in or have a home anywhere it was like like Brutal. i said it just burnt my biscuits so let's mean? let's let me ask so, you a question so it burnt here. your biscuits but how did you it's get so hard for me to explain it properly like chronologically because like it's it's a lot to compact so so wait tragic. wait wait yeah but the chinese hold on i ran away so, back sorry, to the about, about making friends with everyone i i made friends with a kid that was younger than me um because he was someone that scooted closer okay that's how i yeah, yeah. bourbon full circle this and um he, he scooted closer and i also noticed that he was sort of like our guest that we just had on here where he was fucking savvy with money at 14 you know what I mean? Oh, you don't mm -hmm. buy real diamonds. These are cubic zirconium, like all this other shit. And I'm over here fucking Aladdin, the homeless fucking street rat. It's like, dude, <laughs> you're like, no one else is having these fucking conversations. And the diamonds is this one ex uh, example. It's just he was way ahead of his time speaking multiple languages, all this shit. But like no one else was even thinking like that. I'm thinking like, you're a fucking grown up. You must, you know what I mean? Like I'm a grown up. You're yeah, a grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and he asked his parents if I could come stay for a weekend. And I showed up with four duffel bags and a letter from my parents. And his dad said something. And I, <laughs> and I said, and I said, you know, this is in their house. And I said, and it's a big, nice gated community. I'm not going to say where. Um, and, and I said, what did your dad just say? And he said, Oh shit. You know, he like pointed, like you can go to the room, but it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then, and so we're walking. He's like showing me to my new room. That was supposed to just be for a weekend. And then they just are sort of, Instantly realizing when I handed them the paper, what and was all the these paper books, from your parents? Is this like a goodbye letter? You know, and I never read them. I still haven't read them. Really? Wait, your parents wrote you, and again. they wrote me while I was gone. Yeah. Do you have those still? Yeah. You never read them. I've never read them. Why? Just out of curiosity, 
you just don't want to ever look at it. You don't want to know what the message was. You just felt like you need to cut off from them. I feel I. I feel like at some point in your life you might want to read those. I'm just trying to figure out why you've made the decision that way. If that's something you're, something you're comfortable talking about. Um, it's coming from the same people that sort of chose the religion over me is how I felt, you know? So it's like... Yeah, like you're supposed to be my parents, but you guys choose this thing over me. Yeah. But that's my own perception, and I realize this is all bigger than me, you know? And it's bigger than them, so that's where it's like... Um, I don't know. I just was like, it's not going to help like at all how I felt. But, yeah. And I sort of like it. I like being able to have this conversation. that's like heavy as fuck where like the other people can't relate. I want to relate so bad, but then I also like not relating where it's like, like, how does this make you fuck motherfuckers feel in the fucking womb doing handshakes and shit coming out? Like you go first, dude. Dink. You know, like <laughs> it's cold, what the bye. fuck? Like yeah, and the, yeah. the other person's like, the doctor's like, where's the fuck the other one? You know? And like, da-da. like speaking I, of trying to hang yeah. yourself in the womb, I did the same thing. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, sh- he did it. <laughs> yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. What's your first prank? He's a murderer. Yeah. I'm trying to kill um, my brother. He, they're doing the ultrasound. He's like, he, I tell, um, I tell Alan, he's like, I came out first. I'm like, dude, it's a cold night. I kicked you out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway, so the, the reason why I haven't read it is is because I just felt like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, it, when when you get a ticket from a cop, are you really gonna be like, oh, you're like, I was speeding, I was fucking speeding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just fucking over. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's like, over. It's over. There's nothing to be said. Fuck. You know, yeah, you, you you're were, out five hundred bucks. You're speeding on the Fourth of July, coming down I eighty eastbound. Sorry, up I eighty. You know what I mean? It, it, the case is fucking. You're it's done. Sign, you're yeah. done. You already, you already know. What's I've in been it. done, dude. I had been done. So it's like if if you write me a letter when I'm sixteen, and since I was eight, I've already like you've told eight me before. I've thought of everything. You know, um, but that's like that's a lot to think about. <laughs> everything. Um, so yeah, those letters are just never really opened or read, but I still have them. And, uh, you know, I started writing in a journal about there's things that I've picked up from the certain religion, organized religion that is positive and like helps me, you know, but I, I don't, um, I don't think it's for everybody. And the folks that get ostracized, hashtag Mary, um, uh, the folks that get ostracized, they don't, um, connect because like the way that it's packaged, you just sort of like all separate and sort of like tuck tail. So then like you just feel super alone and, you know, so like, let, let, so you mentioned that you said hashtag Mary for people who don't know what yeah. that means. Talk about that first time that we met you. Well, I don't know, I think it's a we met you, but I yeah. think we being Alan and I. Yeah. When you came over to my parents' house, and Mary's my mom's name. Yeah. My mom said something very, I think, very important that stuck with you for. I a long time. mainly explained my story to kids because yeah. I was a kid. So when I had the opportunity to talk to an adult who is a teacher who dealt with kids and was just like, oh, honey, like, you've been ostracized. I'm like, what do I do? I try to make it fucking funny because it's super heavy and I want to cry. But in reality, I'm like with two dudes I look up to that I barely even fucking know. And you guys actually have a healthy household that I feel like nobody's going to like fucking fly off the handle or like, you know, Satan's going to pop out the fucking fireplace (laughs) or some weird (laughs) shit. Um, Anyways, and so, yeah, Yeah. I fucking made a joke. Ostrich, what? You know, but she's like, no, you've been like pushed out of the group like not good you know i'm like mm-hmm. so i keep the face but on the inside i'm like tell me more you know i never had counseling or anything and, and there's times where i really <laughs> needed it and and uh and alan and i've talked about it there's times where i reached out 
um, side note, so hard for me to keep everything in order, but I, during high school, right before I ran away, I had such bad acne. I had like cystic acne. Like they weren't pimples. They're fucking, you know what I mean? Uh, either craters or mountains. Right. Um, and that just made me even feel more of an outsider. If you're already insecure and then you got fucking pepperoni face and braces, it's like, bro, like it's yuck. A, it's yeah. a combo. Yeah, yeah. Oil, dude. I was an oil producer. And, uh, <laughs> OPEC. OPEC. And so, I'm just kidding. I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Anyways, and uh, <laughs> so next thing you know, I, I get on some medicine that's extremely hard to get on, and it's called, uh, help me, Alan? Accutane. Accutane. Accutane, yeah. And uh, they've, I remember it's so hard to get on, and, and I remember hearing like, oh, if, if a woman, if a lady gets on it and she gets pregnant, her kid's going to come out like Area 51. It's going to be a fucking <laughs> alien, you know? And, and I being a smart kid, right, and hyper-aware, I'm like, oh, shit, this is serious shit. Like, Mormons don't take drugs, but this this is serious. This could fuck me up. Had to take these tests. It could hurt your liver. It could, um, And then also, there's going to be possibly suicidal thoughts and and this heavy anxiety and depression. But mainly, like, these crazy thoughts. But this this could acne. be a side of, but you won't have acne. And so that's where I was like, oh, okay. Pharmacy. But I was already I was already juggling, you know, it seems, I was already juggling swords. You're Jugg like, I've been juggling more than that. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, anything to make my... I, I'm dead inside, but anything to make my shell look polished, I'm going to be on fucking YouTube <laughs> one day, you know? And and so that's where I was like willing to sacrifice it. And next thing you know... Yeah. I said bourbon. Whew, that is piss. Um, and uh, that, that, Curtis, to your point, I was already juggling swords... What's one more? Yeah. Oh, it's double edge. There's no fucking handle, and the shit's on fire. Like you know what I mean? It, Catch it, it, in the middle. Yeah. yeah it's fucking yikes. And so, um, I didn't. It's hard for me to Not gauge yikes enough though. No, it, it's hard for me to gauge what was impacting me. And you're so like programmer fucking mind of like, there's three options here. If you do this, there's all probabilities. And why would you do that? Da, 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 da. It's like a lot of people like that I'm so self aware, but they don't understand my reasonings. And it's like, dude, I'm not even the author of my own thoughts. I'm just like really reactionary. I don't have a fucking plan, you know, but I do. It's like to not have one. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking chaos, you know, which is beautiful. Um, but at the same time, that's not what other humans want. Notice there's not a beautiful chick with her arm around me right now because it's like that's not what's best for most civilization, right? Okay. But I just was in the escape mode let's, and not not thriving. I'm, I've been in survival mode. No. And so <laughs> juggling all those fucking swords and then taking um, a pharmaceutical that the side effects were n Nasty. very negative. Nasty. Yeah, but not for everybody. But if you fucking pause this video and go watch some of the side effects, um, it's real. I'm not making up. It, it's it's almost like a peanut allergy. You don't like, oh, I'm going to keep taking peanuts for like a couple weeks. My throat's fucking closed. No, you have these bad thoughts. You're supposed to cut off the medicine and call the fucking doctor like that night. Like it's not a big, it's it's nothing to fuck around with, and most people maybe three to six months was treatments. I was on it for like two years. I'm sure there's people that was on it just as long as me, but like in my little cynical ass life, I was like, holy fuck, what the fuck did I just do? You know. So then I'm like worried about my liver because I'm just like I become like a hypochondriac where it's just like everything could go you're, wrong. You're in a constant it's fucking going wrong. Yeah, you're just constant state of pain. Let alone that I didn't realize that like my mind, like fuck my liver, like. You know, my I am the meanest person I've ever met mentally. And then a lot of it was situation, uh, a little bit of parenting, and then, uh, sorry, situation meaning religion, 
parenting prescription. And then just being a fucking teenager is like rough, dude. Puberty is not cool. No one's like, hey, I want to do that again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thinking where you were, Scotty, though, it makes so much sense why the outside image was important, right? Because Correct. you've talked in the past about that community and how you have to stay good with one community, but also build on the outside. And you've talked a little bit that was really interesting in how that switch worked. Yeah. And so how you felt switching from personality to personality and getting in with different crowds. Yeah, I, I, I had everyone low-key taken from me within the church, the people that I grew up with, right? So you guys are extra lucky because you have each other. So you can't really be separated. But, like, my best friends, my Wallies, my Alex's or whoever, I would see their parents... And I was aware that this was going to happen when I like started my departure. Their parents are going to whisper to their kid, hey, uh, Savannah, don't hang out with Brooklyn no more because like, she's sort of like losing faith. You know right. what I mean? The devil, the temptation. And you're just like, so that's where I'm just like, okay, so if my friend still hangs out with me, he's a fucking real one because his parents are telling him like, right. the devil's on his shoulder. You know, there's not a right. devil and angel. I just got two devils that are and just you're like, you're the devil. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, the black sheep that is like contagious. And I'm just like, hey guys, I'm tempted. I am the face. You are temptation. You're yeah, I am evil. bad. You I are am all bad. things bad. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was <clears throat> jumping out of my off my roof, out of my window, running away, sneaking away, doing things. So all I know is missions. Everything I fucking do is a mission. You want me to go to the store? I'm gonna make this so fucking complicated and cool, and like I'll have a fucking store, dude. What did you do? You just went to a fucking store. But it's because everything I've done has been so heavy. And so to her point, I try to keep friends and relationships. Within the church, but they sort of like they dwindled. Fast. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do it, you know. So, by the time you move in with the the Chinese family, mm -hmm. the time you meet us, there's like a three or four year gap Correct. somewhere in there. Correct. What was that life like? That was the worst. That was the fucking worst. <laughs> that was the fucking worst. I mean, shit. I live for visible landmine. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Like I said. The pain and the thoughts and the feelings that I had, I could talk for the rest of my life trying to describe them, you know? But it's like, okay. it, it is what it is. So to, to, so to answer your question or whatever, I was with that family in that gated community, three-story three house, uh, elevator, you know? The, the, the uh, Escalade had, like, custom rims, right? So there's all this niceness that I was attracted to. It's like, oh, we're safe. Everything's okay. Money, money. Is, is like a big deal. Money equals sleep. Yeah. And and I wasn't having any, you know? And yeah. so that that was a big deal. I was in a abandoned wine cellar with an abandoned fish tank, like in the, in this bar area, you know, on a fold-out cot on the third story in the garage area next to the elevator. So I was like, man, if my life's a story, if this is the fucking Truman Show, like, yeah. good luck, hey, good luck fucking catching me, Mormons, because there's a fucking gate guard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm in a gated fucking community. And... Like, this is going to be cool one day to fucking talk about. But the pain was, like, unreal, unfucking real dude. And so all I could do was, like, listen to music. You know what I mean? So it's, like, uh, I might have, like, a sort of a, a weird artistic or, or musical, you know, attraction to certain things. But it's because that's, like, my escape. I was just trying to escape. So I'd either be a liar or just fucking, you know what I mean? Like, there's how how could I escape my reality? Music, music is a different But not a liar in a... In a a morally wrong way, a liar in a way where you who's, had to become a who's chameleon. To say? We're not, I'm not trying to justify it. It's bigger than me, dude. I probably lied about bad, you know what I mean? Right. You just like me, so you're going to so paint that when picture. Was that, when was that uh, point in which you sort of, you know, realized what you were doing needed an adjustment, needed, an a, needed a change? Now. now? 
yeah it, it, it's dude it's a work in progress it's so it's so hard um i didn't start learning how to breathe um until i was probably about like 27 28 i didn't think relaxing was an activity or a, or a, or a object objective i thought it just happened so my ex-wife like i literally had to tell her we're on a we're on a catamaran six hour catamaran and i get boats like six hour catamaran in Kauai, heading to the whatever coastline that's all famous for dress Yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> I'm sick. Fuck barfing you guys up, for knowing. Barfing up fucking, you know, uh, Canada Dry and no, you're, fucking you're, you're saltines. No, well, saltine crackers and all the shit they give you. And I like, you know, I knew my relationship was like on the way out, but I just had this epiphany where I was just like, I like, I waddled my ass to the front to like hang out with her and have a couple moments. And I was like, hey, I need to work on like relaxing. I'm going to start doing that. Low-key hoping that would, like, swing our relationship around, but it's, like, way bigger than that. But I'm just saying, like, that was just, uh, I just am, cons- even to this day, there's this fucking huge red flags that just come out that it's, like, I'm self-aware enough to, like, see, oh, that's an issue over there. But it's, like, I've just been juggling so much, it's just been hard to process. Well, your biggest strength is always your biggest weakness. So you're so aware of what's going on around you that you couldn't turn the cameras in on you and be aware of what was going on with you. Or I could be aware of it, but it's just hard to work on, right? So it's, like, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, you know, paint. Paint this while you're standing on it. You like run out of room. You're just fucking painting your feet or whatever. I don't have a <laughs> metaphor for it. It's just, it's just like I was literally using the thing that needed to be worked on. So I needed to talk to a professional. And at times, is the only thing that was offered from my parents and whoever else was just to stay in the church, keep it all internal. Let's just keep it here. Just talk to them. I, it's hard for me to say, but like I think, I think they're part of the problem. No, well, I think and, and I think these pills that I'm taking for my pimples are making me have like crazy thoughts, like yeah. bad thoughts. You know, walking in the kitchen and seeing all the steak knives is like, those are crazy weapons. Like, there's so much. You know, it's just like the old me and regular people are just like, you just don't have those fucking thoughts. They're thinking about boners and playing you know, Call of like Duty, Call of Duty, and, and Halo ex- at extra the time. shit, yeah. not like Christmas and going swimming. Who's the I, hot girl at school? I envy you guys, and and maybe I'm wrong with this. I'm not trying to project or or you know assume anything, but other people where I sort of see them, and their every day is maybe like me the day before, or the day after Christmas, where it's like damn, today's a fucking good day. Whether it's like a holiday or something, you know what I mean? There's some people where they just wake up and they're like, I'm going to fucking slay the day. Yeah. Most 90% of my days has been like, not only the odds stacked up against me, but it's just like fucking hashtag underdog, hashtag make up for lost time, hashtag I'm not sure if I'm on the fucking right path and I'm so far down this path and taking so many forks in the road, like literally took the fork from the road, right? Not even certain paths. I just was fucking no plan. That You've it's been surviving. Like, yeah, I haven't been thriving. I've just been in survival mode. And so that's where I've lived with certain people that have, have helped me realize that it's like if I lived in a certain environment that was super critical um, or super judgmental, that's all I'm doing is internally is just judging every thought, every move. So when you tell me, Scott, you think about everything, it's because I'm like my own worst critic. You know, I'm just like yeah. can't even. So I've mm-hmm. I've been pretty quiet here. Yeah. But I would like to speak up we've walked through a lot of the trauma and why that trauma has sort of made you this funny character and the way you are because everything is so articulate because you had to be so articulate because you were always watching your back, always looking over your shoulder, always trying to figure out how do I get out? How do I assimilate? How do I survive? For somebody who is going through a similar situation to what you're going through right now, for somebody who is dealing with, a similar issue that you have gone through. 
looking back at how you handled it and where you're at now, if you could tell your previous self something you would want to do differently, what would that be? A couple things. One thing would be like hard conversations. You know, if I could just like tell my dad like, hey, man, you stress me out. You know, mm-hmm. you're the biggest bully I ever met. Or, like, being able to talk to a professional. Because, like, you know, now that we're so fucking old. Yeah. But, like, back in our day, like, uh, it was just sort of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And if you say anything, it's just like, yeah, the fool's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He he, he must have bumped his head a couple times motorcycle riding. Like, for some reason, he's, was he hearing thoughts? He's spooking. No, it's it's simply just, you know, like, he's going through a lot. Yeah. But to admit that, I feel like back then in my own head was like, that was very revealing and like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't know what to do. So like to answer your question, you got the internet now. So, you know, a lot of people I think are, are finding attachment, whether it's through Tate, uh, Peterson, Rogan, whoever, whoever you can sort of draw inspiration from. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, easy, easy. I'm, uh, from the time where we didn't have phones and stuff. And then also part of the religion was like, being wary of pornography which i'm 100 percent supportive but i wasn't allowed like access to computers and technology because of that worry right which Baby is boomers. extremely detrimental to your if you're a millennial yeah yeah, yeah yeah so now now i'm a tech recruiter how great is that <laughs> yeah. i have three screens i have an ipad i have an iphone i have wireless headbuds or earbuds you know like all these things and so it is a it is a trip to you know cuddle with my kid give him a kiss and also be like hey like these are certain things that i didn't have um, not cause so-and-so is bad, but these are just things that I'm working on. Like I am not perfect. This is the evolution. Like this is me trying, you know? Yeah. So instead of complaining right now, like just to give you an idea, daddy started at the wall dollar tree, you know, and now we're wearing crocodile pants and shoes and you know what I mean? Like we're just, uh, breaking the chain is what we spoke about before and nothing against the people before me or after me or whatever. Everything's like, what I've realized is like, everything's bigger than me. So to answer your question, cause I'm the you know, fucking king of rants is with the power of the internet now, it's a totally different situation. So it's hard for me to articulate or give advice to anyone else where they have resources that I just never really had. Doesn't mean it's any easier. How do you think that would have changed your experience if you would have had them? I don't know. It's because to be honest, I didn't look up the whole Accutane like side effects until like so many years yeah, after but let's already put the Accutane that. aside. At no, no, for sure, for sure. But I'm just saying there's there are certain things that were on my mind that I was purposely, just like my parents' you, letters, you, I was avoiding. You might have been able to also find an outlet. Like there might yeah. have been a forum or like a community you could have been a part okay. of. Like for nowadays, yeah. where you, people have read it and they have these games that they play online with their friends. There's a variety of things they do to escape their own realities. And escaping your own reality was not an option for you. You had to make your own reality at such a young age, which is a near impossible thing no, to do, do because in this society, in the United States at least, you can't support yourself. No. Not from that age. No. And so that's the the ability to understand your reality and who you are as an individual and then just breaking your path in the direction you want to go. I have I have a lot of respect for the situation that you've had to go through and where you are now because it's a very tough thing. And a lot of people probably would have failed in a couple of different ways. And I'm not going to discuss what failures are, but I think some people could assume you're here today having gone through these things. 
you've also had some unfortunate mishaps along the way mm -hmm. um, when you were a young adult. You know, when we met you, I just remember thinking, I was like, this guy's the funniest fucking person I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And the irony is, I didn't know your story, yeah. but you were very genuine. And so when I met you, it was just, I didn't see a fake human being. I just saw somebody for who they were. And I was like, this person's fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. That's on, That was my honest assessment. I mean, Alan, what was yours? Oh, uh, I feel the same way, but I think you have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, uh, I don't belong here. But the reality, I, I think the irony of the whole situation was, I, I didn't think you, you realized the character and the persona that you built for yourself. And so you had always sort of put yourself in the shoes of, um, I am not, or I haven't been. And, you know, going through that crucible that you went through when you were so young, so young I don't think you realize the character that you developed, which is actually a very good testament to yourself. And, you know, earlier when you said like, oh, I've just, you know, like the last couple of years, I've been, you know, really starting to figure things out. You know, I, I thought to myself, you know, is that is that really the truth or did you become more aware of yourself? Right. In the last two or three years, because I, I've always felt like you've been a good quality person with a little bit of trauma and history. But for me. The best people that I know have gone through adversity. People yeah. who have not yeah. gone through a significant amount of adversity in their life, um, you know, they don't know easy how to things, get through. Easy things are traumatizing to them. That's the honest truth. Uh, I, I understand. And yeah. so I had come to appreciate that because our life wasn't always rosy like yeah. you had you had yeah. talked about. No. And we came from a very dominant, but it wasn't household. fucking hard like yeah. that. But we we weren't yeah. we didn't come from yeah. you know. Uh, you had to earn stuff. You guys are disciplined. You've you guys have had good examples, maybe some bad examples, you know. But yeah. from where I came from, I just I was like, oh, this is a home. Yeah, like hundred percent. That these people all are ride or die. And I just don't you know? think you yeah. realized yeah. at the time that at our home you had a spot on the permanent guest yeah. list. And I'd like to say that for anybody who's out there listening, yeah. this is. You know, uh, a look look in the mirror. You're not that bad for thinking you do not want to associate or build a community with a certain type of group of people. Now, it doesn't mean that others have to follow you, and that's something you have to make peace with, or that that and, group is bad, it, yeah, or that yeah. that group is bad. It just might not be a good fit for you. In addition to that, I think you also need to make peace with the fact that you know you your friends and family might not come with you, and so. How did you deal with that, um, you know, with the people who you thought were friends? Were you able to, as you sort of built this community outside of uh, of the LDS church, were you able to bring some of them with you or did you have to pretty much start over? That That's the interesting part is that, like, I wanted to bring people with me. I wanted to have, like, like someone come, along for the come ride. Come to the door. See the light. Yeah, you guys but, are blind. Yeah. But there was also the imposter syndrome and the guilt where I didn't want to be that because that's like a heavy burden. I knew the road that I was choosing. Like I was just heading to the deep end with no floaties. You know what I mean? Like I was I was heading somewhere where like the probabilities and stuff was just like there's no plan. Like this is super spooky. And so there's always that contradiction where it's like, man, should I turn back now? Should I turn back now? And if anything goes wrong, everyone's like, told you so, Curtis. Told you. Yeah. You're going to get that girl pregnant or you were going to break your arm or you were going to get in a car crash or you were going to get a DUI. You know, when it's something as simple as those are just th things that happen to 99% of folks or what have you. 
Um, so that was always just a seed in the back of my head that just, it, it, you know, ate away. So now, nowadays I'm, I'm sort of just like able to, to realize that, um, you know, I, I, I have earned, um, these miles that I've put on are like hard miles. And so Mm -hmm. certain, these certain things that would happen to other people would be make or break. And it's like, oh man, I lost my job. I'm going to fall off. I'm going to you know, X, Y, and Z, you know? And so, so yeah, you're pretty seasoned in, in terms of a lot of life, just shit with life. And what most, almost anybody would think is hard, you know, is easy for you. And I've heard some other things about, you know, past history, things of the sort, uh, <clears throat> you know, we sort of reconnected a couple of years back and, yeah. you know, in that time when we had hung out, it was shortly after, I think you had your son, mm-hmm. is that correct? And we, when we reconnected, you know, I remember my wife and I going out to dinner with you mm-hmm. and at the time your wife. And I was like, God, why did I stop hanging out with this guy? Like, he mm-hmm. just downright hilarious and funny. Uh, and, and honestly, just I got the same vibe I got the first time, mm-hmm. which was what I had said earlier. I was like, I just feel like there's a lot of genuinity here. You knew yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you were perfect, but you yeah. knew yourself. Like, you weren't yeah, somebody. The unfortunate part of that is the flip side didn't know themselves. Yeah. You, but, you weren't in an alternate reality, and yeah. you knew, like, w- who you were and what reality was. So that's kind of why I feel like we all reconnected, and then we stayed connected, and, you know, you, you've done a great job with your son, Thank you. by the way. I mean, my wife works at the hospital with kids, and, you know, she's met your son. Your son's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can attest to it. I think Alex can attest to it. Uh, he is the, the most well-behaved kid I've ever met in my life, and it's not because... Um, you know, you, you hit the genetic lottery. Maybe you did. Uh, but it's largely because, like you said, you know, this was your your son, and he was also the person who could be in your circle, and you could take him with you wherever you went. And so you put a lot of time, energy, and effort into that. It's the first time I wasn't alone. Yes. And so I think that that was super positive. Um, but, you know... I don't I don't want to you know get caught in all of the bad things because I think that there is some good that has started some light that has started to show at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but that's, you know. But there was a lot of darkness who, who's there clicking for a in, long time. I, I don't know who's clicking into, you know, I mean to see circle jerks and like fancy handshakes, dude. I think it's the hard conversations is what people aren't having. You know what I mean? Right. It's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, da da da." I'm like, "No, dude, my show it's all right, but like, you know, to be it's honest, I didn't get to talk to nobody, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of other people like that. I think more now than ever, people talk about incels or X, Y, and Z. Um, but it's like, who is like getting out and relating to people or not? And it's like, man, I've been alone, haven't related, haven't talked to anybody. And then when I did, it was just super fake and artificial because I was just trying to survive. I've just been in survival mode and that's so unhealthy. Shame and guilt when you just hold it in, whether it's proper or not for the reasoning, you're just like, it, it, it's just toxic. Yeah. And so I, like I said, I found people I'd tell my story to and they'd scoot closer and be like, fuck, I have nothing to do with this, but like, Dude, you're your own ride or die. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you like are. you, we got room with you. We're gonna go smoke cigarettes and skip rocks and and get a DUI tonight. You're welcome. I'm like, oh, let me weigh the odds on this. Or I have people that are like, oh yeah, we're 29 and we're millionaires and like you can come stay at our mansion. We don't do. And I'm like, I think I can figure this one out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and, and so I found myself in crazy situations, but it's almost like this out of body experience where I'm like, like living the story where I'm like, man. 
I just want it to be worth fucking telling. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've just been telling stories, making people laugh. Your story's a hard one to tell because yeah. of, of the seriousness and severity of it. And I, yeah. I think a lot of people might actually think it it's It makes them uncomfortable. It, it's not. And it's, yeah. a, it's, a, dude, it's a fucking hard truth. Yeah. And so I try my best to be honest, too. You know what I mean? Like where I'm like, hey, yeah. I might have been a fucking liar. I might have been a fucking liar. You know? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking err on my own side because that's like how I got no. where I'm at. I, I bet on myself, but also I'm just fucking You're I'm right. just a fucking human. You're yeah, right. I make mistakes, dude. But I've also it's bigger than me. I also saw just because you lie doesn't make you a bad person. No, I know. But for me I've always saw there's a solid moral compass. And I think what a lot oh, of folks hardcore. who maybe are in the camp of, you know, the LES church is the best thing in the world. What they don't realize is you can have a uh, almost identical set of morals and principles that you operate your life by, and not be Mormon. Okay. And yes. And, and, or, and or guess any what? Religion for that matter. Yes. And you can have a different set of beliefs and everything else, and you can treat people good and be nice. And because just because you don't believe the things that they believe doesn't mean that they're bad people. And also, by the way, if you do believe that you're only a good person because you know you do follow what's in a book the plan you should consider maybe looking introspectively at yourself and consider that you know there are great people out there doing great things from different backgrounds and what i saw that thing the first time i met yeah. you yeah. was this is just a genuinely good person and i enjoyed hanging out with that and uh, you know i wonder if that's if that's because when you came to my parents house for that first time you said, "Hey, this is like I don't feel like somebody's gonna come off the rails here. Maybe you just let your your true self. Like maybe that was the moment that I, you just let a little bit of you out. True, but I could I tap in and out in and out of that. There, I, I was always in a state. I and even I'm trying not to now. But always in a state of panic. So it's like I go. I've been walking on. I say this. I've been walking on eggshells and bending over backwards my entire fucking life." I've been the mayor of Rock Bottom. When I met you guys, <laughs> I I was at fucking Rock Bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Living on a futon, riding a street bike with no motorcycle license, working at a tanning salon, getting cancer. Uh, out of two thousand four hundred employees, like five of them were males, and out of those five, whatever. Anyways, and so it's just like. Fucking no plan, dude. Flying by the seat of my pants. So much anxiety. And if any failure happens, it's told you so, Alan. Come yeah. on back in. Come on back in, buddy. And they're hoping that that doubles you down where you don't leave. You don't jump. You don't jump the fence they no more. They want your failure. They so you want your. Back. Yes. Yeah. It, your divorce happens. Bummer. But also, we'll take welcome back. Your income. <laughs> but a sidebar. When when I knew the writing on the wall for me and my ex, we were getting divorced. And I got a letter in the mail, and I hadn't gone to church in, I don't know, 12 years or so. And I got a letter in the mail at her house, or at our house, and we were living way up in the sticks. And it was called, uh, uh, like, Tithing Settlement, uh, or, or something like that. Anyways, it, it was about um, paying your, like, back taxes, but in tithing. And that, <laughs> it, like, low-key made me start crying. Not low key. It made me fucking start crying. That's unrealistic. Because that a because I because that. I was juggling some big ass knives again, and then yeah. it's like this other one came back in. It wasn't an Accutane knife to juggle, but it was just a, another knife where I'm just like, oh fuck! I thought I ditched you guys. You know, it's <laughs> not. It's not like I solved my problems. I was just it's just been following. I was just everywhere. hitting. Yeah, I was just hitting certain forks on the road, hoping to lose some of these fucks on my coattails. Not d different types of fucks. Like an action movie. Yeah, yeah but but yeah, it, it's <laughs> just, it was just it was just. You know, I just felt like I was always being watched, and I, and I 
yeah, I just always being judged and whatnot. So I just didn't know what to do, but um, stay true to my course, which was like, hey, I think it's going to pay off in the end to, so, uh, to just like stay, you know, true to myself. So I feel like you found yourself along the way. I'm not going to say you, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. But you've been around us now for a a period of time, and I feel like you you let a lot of your walls down when you're around us. I feel safe. I feel like I'm in a group. I feel like I belong. You know. Yeah. Praise Allah. But yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, those are the things I feel. You know, most people can't communicate how they feel, but I can because like I've had you know like emptiness. So it's like you throw in two sav three savages and like awesome spouses and whatnot and then like children it's like dude i'm full you know yeah. speaking of children alan is a brand new dad and obviously curtis is too and i've heard some really amazing things ah, look at you yes i know i've heard some really amazing things that <clears throat> alan talks about when he talks about how great of a dad you are and i just really think that as you guys go to wrap up here tonight whatever that is I really would love to hear that part again because off camera it's beautiful and it's really impressive, right? I will never be a dad because I'm a girl. Um, but you know, I'm glad for you guys, that. right? Exactly. It's just for me, me personally. Everyone else can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but for you guys, I know that that's been really impactful. Yeah. Watching how great Scott is with his kid. Well, we have a great example by our father. You know, strong right. men need strong fathers. And the only way to be a strong uh you know strong male figure early on in your life is you have to have that role model who can set a solid example for you yeah and the fact that you have gone through a crucible for so long and you've set that example for your son is just it's it's so great because there's so many people out there you know, A, none of us get the opportunity to pick our fathers or pick our mothers. We don't get the opportunity to pick our parents. But the fact that your son has such a great role model to look up to, I think that that is one of the main reasons why even in a divorced household, that kid is the best and well-behaved kid I have come across in my life. And so I think that is just a huge testament to, um, you know, the... Dude, you're the anomaly. The 24, I'm sorry, almost 30 years now, but 24-ish since you had him. Mm-hmm. I think that stick of getting beaten with is finally starting to blossom into a beautiful flower. Well, I mean, y- y- the crucible you went through was you turning into a man at such a young age yeah. and your relentless pursuit of just not fucking quitting. Yeah. That's what turned you into who you are. But I, for us, dude, most people... Almost everybody who would have been in your situation, their kid be a fucking loser. Yeah. And it's or not, or dead. Yeah. You know, not to like be yeah, demonetized or, be or anything like that. But there's people that took the same path as me, whether they chose to be gay, whether they chose to leave the church for X, Y, and Z, whatever, whatever rules or Ostracized. forbidden things. Yeah. yeah. And they lost their shit. Not that my shit's all fucking together or or it's not lost, but it's like um Suicide seems it, like I, a really I, easy option at that I, point. I, have a few friends that decided to, you know, like cause harm to themselves and they no longer are on this planet. So, um, I truly feel like to your point, not to toot my own horn or pat me on back is, uh, yeah, the, I look around at like a sort of a pack of us, like I was tracking and I was like, there's no one left in this, you know, this is, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good point to end on. You said we want to talk about something that's real, that's raw, that's authentic, that's true. I have two points though. But yeah. If you're if you're ever at this stage yeah. where you feel like 
you're in a group that you just can't get out of, or, you know, you're, you're getting constantly just pulled back into and sucked into that. And it's making you go crazy. You're having really bad thoughts. Get out, talk to somebody, talk to somebody outside of that circle, start to get that off your chest. Cause you realize, Hey, there's a ton of people out there who have gone through something similar that you have. And you'll realize that by talking to other people who aren't in that circle, that you'll get that sense of relief, that ability, like you talked about to breathe, Mm-hmm. And that's incredibly important as a starting point, right? And so yeah. let's finish up on those two topics you have here and we'll wrap it up. Okay. For the day. I was just going to say, Curtis mentioned it earlier on the earlier podcast, but the only way out is through. That's one thing that I've like lived by, like I wrote down in my journal. The only way out is through. You said it in a different way, but that's someone taught me the that. The only way to is through. The only uh, way I, out. Yeah, I is said the through. only path is forward. Yeah, yeah. Mine is the only way out is through. I've been writing that for like 12 years. So, like, fuck you guys. But, uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, and now I'm here with crocodile shoes. And then, um, <laughs> the other thing is like, uh, it, it's better to have a bad example than no example. So I'm not saying that about my dad or the church or whatever. I'm just saying in general. Right. So like you can complain about whatever, but it's like, Hey, you have a fucking example. You know, some people have yeah. nothing. Some people don't have a dad, you know, or, or mm-hmm. mom or fucking so be grateful for what you do. Have. Whatever. Yeah. Because a bad example, knowing what not to do is better than not knowing what to do at all. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, also like there's so much good be gum, be gum, meaning everything that I go through, I stick and, and I uh, try to absorb only the good things from it and then I keep it moving. Right. So let's say, you know, God forbid, I don't hang out with you guys anymore. I don't get to hang out with the amazing Alex, the producer, but the things that she has taught me, I'm taking with the things that the church has taught me, I'm health, discipline, uh, being loyal, obedient, I'm taking those things with me. The certain things that you don't want to take that don't that don't feel right, don't let those stick. And I'll end this on that. this is uh, that's, that's a great point. I, I love that you said that because I think that that's how I've lived my life, and I've had relationships in the past where re- girlfriend might have been religious, and not that I'm against religion. I was just at a point in my life where. I took things that I thought were morally and ethically ethically correct for me and that I thought were principles the way I should live my life. And that's the way I lived. And you adopt them. And I adopt them. And there's a con- there's not a constant shift in those things, but I'm always refining them and I'm always adding to them. Evolve as a person. And, and I'm always challenging yes. them. Yeah, so when I hear people who do that for themselves... I think that is far more powerful. And those are actually people that I tend to gravitate it's towards. It's attractive. It is very attractive. It's attractive. It's not about, you know, what, what I'm trying to bone. I'm in survival mode. I'm trying to hang out with guys that are getting it. Yeah. Are you fit? Can we all protect each other? Shit's going to, the purge is going to happen at some point. I know we're trying to end the podcast, but the shit's going to happen. I'm ready to lose all my friends, all my family, even my kid, God forbid, and I know I'm going to be okay because I've already done it before. But luckily, I'm with people that are all ride or dies. My life is a movie, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel. That's how it is. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll leave you with that. Find your ride or dies. Drink water. Stay with it. Stay hard. You talk to somebody attacked. if you need to talk to somebody. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, contact at whackattack.com. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you.